Welcome to Panther Pori, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Presented by Florida Hockey Now. Here are your hosts, Jacob Langsom, Alex Lopez, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. And joining us today, our good friend, friend of the show, from the Hockey News, Mr. David Dwork. David, how are you doing today? Gentlemen, I am so much better than I was five minutes ago. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm very curious what was going on five minutes ago. but uh, That avatar of TJ is just spectacular. I don't know what it is, but I... Can't get enough of it. It looks like a tennis court. He's it at a does. tennis court, and it's just like this weird smile. It it, it, it really is fantastic. Like softball field, maybe it had very like that Seinfeld episode where they busted up Bette Midler. Like that, it very much feels like that. He's definitely got the uh, the uh, Larry David like yeah smile going on. <laughs> he looks like that guy I, from the Jordan documentary, the, the shrugging guy. That's what it looks like. That's exactly what it is. Uh, meanwhile, this is our. NHL draft preview podcast in the sense that we're not going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about the transactions around the draft because the Panthers don't have any picks worth talking about. Um, The Pierre-Luc Dubois trade finally went down. He is going to the Kings with an eight-year, 8.5 AAV extension. Quite a bit hefty for a guy who's probably a low-end number one C, but that's the market these days. Um, The return goal. It's a big, it's a big number. For for a twenty five year old that's been on three different teams, I we've been talking about it, you know, with a few guys here in Nashville, uh, with a good friend of mine who uh, covers the Kings last night actually, and we were thinking like eight for eight would be like kind of exorbitant, but you know perhaps. So to hear that it was eight point five, it was, yeah, that's a bit much. But I mean, look at what the market's been set. Look at what Aiden Hill got uh, for the goalie market. Yeah. So it's. I'm very, very curious to see how some of these contracts get doled out in the next, uh, well, what's today, Wednesday? So uh, four days, four days. Now, three days yeah. from now, Saturday, when everything gets started? No, yeah. today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, GMC, that cap jump coming in 2024 and are already spending the money. Yeah, yeah we, we we sure know how well that works. Uh, that that's a, that's a move that can come back to bite you pretty quick. It's actually been a pretty interesting a uh, couple of days here there have been some kind of fun moves like yeah pld to la for the hall is probably the most notable one so far uh velarde i follow uh some other stuff yeah well, they had to clear <laughs> cap space you know they had to make room so yeah taylor hall and nick felino also now members of the chicago blackhawks so Connor bedard will have some people to play with yeah and that uh, makes you figure that boston's gonna go ahead and try to retain uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, which uh, I know uh, Panthers fans were kind of hoping Florida would take a shot yep. at him, myself included. I mean, he based off of what we saw from him last season and what the Panthers were doing well in the playoffs last year, he would have been kind of a perfect fit kind of player for that mentality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like you said, it'll be interesting to see Taylor Hall in Chicago is a fun thought, just knowing the kind of player and guy Taylor Hall is. Uh, you know, if he finishes the season in Chicago, that will be you know, like okay, yeah, you know, I, I could wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, as more of like a trade deadline type uh, type player. Oh, both those guys are not finishing the season in Chicago. You're going to yeah. see two two retentions on. Well, it both depends. Of 
It depends, though, because Chicago, you know, they could go out and play well. Bedard could be ridiculous, and they could be a fringe playoff team. You don't know. You don't know what these. So I wouldn't it, go that far <laughs> to call Chicago a fringe playoff team. Polino, uh, I think, is probably a TDL asset if there's a market for him. Hall still has a f- two full seasons left. I think you let Hall and Bedard play together for this full year, and then next year you see what you have in a team and if you're competitive you keep taylor hall with connor bedard and if not then next year taylor hall is a tdl uh we'll move. see it'll it'll depend on on that dynamic because you remember yeah, when taylor hall exactly. was in edmonton it was a not great relationship uh that caused him to leave when uh, connor mcdavid was drafted out there so i mean it's been a while obviously <laughs> so you would think maybe he's matured a bit but um you know certainly something that i'm that kind of went off in my head as kind of like oh i gotta keep that in mind david i know we were talking before we started recording Hi, TJ. Uh, and the profile picture stuff i had to mute for so i couldn't respond but i was <laughs> that's, that's why a picture, we talked about it we knew that's a picture that uh was taken during a family pickleball outing but um those, a, any of the guys that we've mentioned they're they're not like players that are now off the Panthers board. Like we're not talking about somebody that was one of their main targets that they're now going I mean, to have Bertuzzi. to look, look at somebody. No, I mean, Bertuzzi, it, nothing is official there. So I feel like we shouldn't go ahead and cross his name off, but I mean, you know, them trading away Taylor Hall and then Sweeney saying in a media availability today that Orlov is unlikely to be resigned. They're sort of pointing in that general direction for sure. But uh, other than Bertuzzi, the guys who have actually been moved, none of them were Panthers uh, considerations in your opinion, right, David? Yeah, like Hall, Felino, anybody in the PLD stuff or, you know, Sean Dursey, no, none of that. Alex Um, Newhook. Yeah, I hadn't, not that I was aware of. I mean, like, the thing is with Zito, as you guys well know, like, he's going to probably bring in two or three guys that we might kind of tilt our head or be like, okay, I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, just you know, the way that they kind of covet their talent and the way that they analyze it. Uh, I mean, just like we've seen with like Tartar Verhage, guys, you know, that's Forsling. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I want to see how it plays. Yeah, you know, Zito did kind of yeah. make this comment about like if they have a guy valued really high that they see dropping in the draft, they might give something up to to go after a future, which I, I don't see just because they're it's a team that's such a win now team that taking away current assets for futures it, it's kind of a you know in my opinion it would kind of be a risky endeavor based on yeah. your you know right now we're trying to win a stanley cup right now you might be good enough to win a stanley cup if you make a tweak here and a tweak there uh so just in terms of the draft you know as kind of you guys opened the pod with um i would expect any panthers fireworks to be more win now oriented as opposed to future oriented but bill zito you know could completely prove me wrong that's just my my opinion on where they're at and what they should what they would be doing. Are there any names out there that have been rumored to be on the block that you kind of perk your ears up at, David? Eric Carlson continues to kind of be a topic, you know, around the Panthers, and uh, I, I think the later we get, I think you know, San Jose is just kind of a little bit more inclined to maybe eat a little bit more of that contract. I, I think the last we heard it was around five. Uh, that probably may have to go up a little bit, but, uh, it sure sounds like Florida is looking for a mobile, more offensively type defenseman, which yes and no, right? Because while they got that from who Brandon Montour last season, is that something that they would assume is sustainable? Aaron Eckblad 
certainly focused quite a bit more on the defensive elements of his game. And he was also playing hurt last year. So I, I don't know exactly what I would expect from either of those guys moving forward. But clearly, just based off of who we're hearing the Panthers are looking at, that they're they're trying to load up on the back line, which has kind of been Bill Zito's MO. He's always trying to bring in defensemen. Uh, some of them hit, some of them don't. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think. There was another name that uh, popped up other than Carlson. Hannafin? Was it Hannafin? Yeah, Hannafin's been linked to the Panthers. Hannafin's yeah. the one that's like the Hannafin most for out Duclair there. has been talked about a bunch. Who are the other defensemen that are like way out there on the market? Sanheim, we know he almost got traded, so you have to put him out there as a potential. But yeah. the term might make that unattractive to the Panthers. I guess Matt Grizzlick is is uh, in this discussion. Um, I love that. I mean, Tori Krug, I guess, because he was almost traded in the same vein as, as Sanheim, but he's you know got an unattractive contract, so that would be kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to ask, when you were talking about that offensive defenseman, um, I kind of know what I – I kind of think I know what you're going to say, but are you talking about somebody that's – just like a direct replacement for that offense that you're going to be missing from Ekblad and Montour when the season opens? Are you talking about somebody that's going to play on the left and, you know, fill a Mark Stahl sized hole in the top four that, you know, with probably somebody a little bit more effective or it could really be either. Yeah. I think it's just going to depend on what's available. I, well, I think certainly you're going to need to fill a spot on the left side in the long term. Uh, you know, the right-handed side guys, uh, we, we don't even know yet exactly if they're going to miss training camp, if they could miss any, because I mean, the schedule just came out a little while ago and it doesn't even start until mid-October. Um, so, you know, there'll be some time there. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it just, and, and kind of piggybacking on what we were just talking about, TJ, um, I, the reason I would be more inclined to think they'd sign a new player as opposed to trying to trade for anything, particularly with a unfavorable contract is because from what I've been told, they just want to bring in guys on a very short term deal. Any defenseman, any guys that they bring in, you know, one year, maybe two tops. Like I, I know that there was some interest kind of back and forth with Shane Goss to spare. And there obviously still would be uh, just because he would fit that mold. And Shane obviously would love to come home and play in Florida, <laughs> but I know ghost is looking for more term. And Florida's not looking to offer it. So that's why that probably won't happen unless somebody bends there. And I don't think it would be the Panthers just because based on the way that they're trying to build and plan ahead for the cap, they're not looking to add anything that's more than short term. I'm going to leave this open-ended. Noah Hannafin, your opinion on how likely it is and your opinion on the fit. Likelihood, I, I it would depend on, because what what's he got right now? One, One year left. left. million or something like that. Something in between four and five. I think, yeah, I think that's reasonable depending on the ask. I mean, you know, who knows, you know, what would that be like a second or a third at this point? Like, or, you know, maybe a player going back. We've we've heard that Duclair would be somebody that Calgary might be interested in. And there was the whole insider trading where LeBron was talking about, you know, the Panthers really need to get this top four defenseman. They don't want to move to Claire, but they would if they have to, to get the top four defenseman. And you're just kind of looking at Calgary Ed, or Elliot Friedman saying, oh, Calgary would be in on Duclair because he could play with Huberto. That <laughs> I, I, If I had to handicap it in terms of the number one most likely, like significant move that they're going to make this offseason, I would have that number one on my board. Well, they certainly covet the defenseman more than the forwards. But the thing is, like, going into this offseason, one of the goals is replenishing the depth because we saw how thin the depth was last season. And they had it briefly for, you know, not briefly, but they had it for a couple months there 
when Sam Bennett came back, he was healthy and suddenly they were able to posh that four lines out and they were rolling. And then when Lusterinen got hurt, kind of the, that was taking a card off the house of cards and everything started to crumble down. Yeah. Uh, so while, yeah, maybe Duclair is somebody that they might be interested in trading. I don't think they're really trying to get rid of much of that forward depth. And with Duclair, like he's on a pretty team friendly deal. And I think he's going to probably be coming back pretty hungry next season based off of, you know, he came back late. He was okay during the playoffs, but certainly, you know, had some rust to kick off because he hadn't played for so many months. So I would think going into next season, you'd, you'd be getting an Anthony Duclair kind of ready to kick it up a notch as well. Um, but in terms of the fit with Hannafin, I mean, yeah, obviously he's a solid defenseman. He blocks shots. He does a lot of the little things. He doesn't, you know, not afraid to get into the boards, do that muck and grind that the Panthers defensemen are going to do. Um, I'm not sure how uh, adept he is playing in a man-to-man system as opposed to a zone system. I'd have to look. Um, but again, that's the kind of transition that if everybody around you is already doing it, as opposed to learning it with you, it's a lot easier to transform. So yeah, I think the fit would be nice. So reading between the lines, would you say that it's unlikely that they would move Duclair in order to get like a substantial blue line upgrade? And if that were the option versus sort of like what they did with Mark Stahl, get somebody that's unattractive in the NHL circle so they would be able to sign him for a short-term, short-money deal, that they would probably more likely go with the latter option and and get some sort of quote-unquote undervalued defenseman? Yeah, I think that they'd lean that way. Uh, But again, based off of the reason I wouldn't completely dismiss it is just because I know my opinion is that they value defensemen a bit more they're a little bit harder to come by. Uh, and again, there's just less of them. So they're a little bit more valuable in that regard. So I think if it came down to it, they'd value upgrading on the back line rather than, you know, perhaps keeping that depth and trying to acquire it elsewhere. Uh, if that answers your question. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Hannafin would be a really interesting uh, piece to add for the Panthers. And David, I think there is something to uh, the idea that they're looking to add short-term deals right now. Uh, just while they restock the cupboards. Uh, So Hannafin being on an expiring deal uh, would be, would be good in that regard. And then if he fits great, you extend him. Uh, Hannafin is 26 years old uh, and will be a UFA at the end, uh, basically July 1st, 2024. So even on an eight year deal to 35, if that's what he wants, you're not, you're not kicking yourself about that. If he's a fit, um, one of the other looming things that we will have to discuss eventually, not something for right now, but just in terms of giving a defenseman like him uh, a longer contract is Aaron Ekblad also uh, is running out of time on his current contract. And that's that's a conversation that will need to be had uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, TJ, you mentioned Matt Greslick. Personally, I would move heaven and earth for him. I love Matt Greslick. He's one of the most analytically sound defensemen in the entire NHL. Uh, I I learned about Matt Greslick for the first time ever way back when I was developing my own expected goals model, actually. (laughs) And Greslick topped the charts in pretty much every iteration of, of this, of this model that I was building Uh, this like random kid out of out of the Bruins system was the best defenseman in the league in like every iteration of this chart that I had that I was putting together uh so I've I'm a huge uh Mac Reslick apologist and if he is on the table I want him I want him bad I'll just say real quick he'd be cheap to get in a trade one year left reasonable term but 
this offseason, everybody's going to be talking about Vegas one because their defense is so big and he's right. undersized. So is Zito going to go after a guy like that? Like, I, I have a hard time reading him a lot of the time, which I bet he loves because he doesn't want people to know his <laughs> next move. But like, you know, you've seen him do the Verhage move and you've seen him do the Sherat move. Like, what has he got up his sleeve? What does he really value? Is he more like a Tolsky or is he more like a, you know, Shirelli? I don't know. Well, I, I think he's definitely more on the Tolsky side if you're going to make the Verhage move at all. So. Yeah, either way, but to TJ's point, like, he's not wrong, though. Big mobile defensive core is what's in vogue. That's what Tampa has. Yes, big that, mobile defensive yeah, core. The keyword is mobile. Like, you don't right. want Erica Branson's. You don't want Mark Stahls. You don't want those kind of guys. You need people who can skate. And that's really my only concern with Grizzly is that this Panthers defense outside of Aaron Ekblad, assuming Radko Gudis isn't back, is on the small side. Yes, they're Gudis is also on the small side for right, but Gudis plays really big. Yeah, he does. You're going to need someone with size, and that's why I really like Hannafin as a potential option because he's big and can skate. And his analytics are solid across the board. That's a really good target. Another person who fits that mold is Dmitry Orlov. The issue is, is he's, one, he's 32, he's six years older. And two, he is the cream of a very thin free agency crop. Everyone's doing the money sign, and they're absolutely right. He is going to get paid. And the Panthers cannot get into a bidding war. They need someone who wants to be in Florida and is willing to take a discount to do it when you're getting into that mid to high tier price range. See, I actually, I'm going to disagree with you on one point here. I think the Panthers can afford to get involved in a bidding war as long as the prize is worth it. Okay. But what's, what's the, um, but what's the, what's the bidding war? What are you thinking? Cause I'm thinking Orlov's going to get six and a half, seven by six. And I don't think the Panthers sure. can pay that. If you can give Orlov a six by six, you take it. David, do you think that that's the kind of player that Bill Zito might be willing to throw away that, like, we're not giving out term mantra for? Or do you think he's just another one of those players that he doesn't want to risk giving a long-term contract to? Honestly, I don't know what Bill Zito's thinking in terms of Dmitry Orlov. I think if he if he does view him like as a guy that he's happy to you know, go a long-term, you know, make that kind of a commitment, then, yeah, maybe they will be in on it. Uh, I just, everything that I've heard would lead me to think that they're not looking in that way. Now that could just be an, an ideal situation um, just because as we've seen, like there's no Avenue that this team will close off. They'll take any phone call. They'll, you know, debate anything. Uh, you know, they're, they're certainly not going to be closed minded in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to what Alex was just saying is in terms of uh, Grizzly and uh, how Jake likes him so much. Uh, that's the only thing that I would, in terms of, you know, like a drawback because, term and playing style all good but yeah small guy i think he's like 510 511 yeah he's listed um, at 5'9 oh well 5'9 yeah, on skate but he's also so good well <laughs> no and that's the thing like and it's not like the defense florida's defense being smaller than vegas was an issue for florida it was it was an issue for florida in that when they were on the forward side trying to score in terms of Florida's defense, wasn't you know it's not like they were undersized. It's not like Florida's defense was getting run over. They were still pretty physically demanding on their own regard. So I no. think it's two different things. No, yeah, it, it was more of just like you saw. I mean, one of it was one, one. The biggest reason was the Panthers were just dead. They were injured. They were tired. They had nothing left. 
but they could not get into the slot against Vegas. And let's be honest, the size advantage Vegas had and the fact that they could also skate was a big reason for that. And I think Zito is going to be looking that way, especially when we've seen him bring in the Sherrats, the Mark Stalls. Like he clearly sees a need for bulk on defense and he's not wrong. He's just gotten the wrong guys. I'm curious what you think about Alex to to the Panthers. Is that like not a fit at all? Or do you think that Zito might be lurking in that sweepstakes? Uh, I think that there could be a fit there just because of kind of getting into that Vegas series, Florida's bread and butter. And so much of their offense was moving through the middle and to bring gets the kind of guy that can score from the outside. He's a dynamic guy. You know, he's a, his passing has been getting better and better the last few years. I think there's definitely a fit there for Florida because he's may, maybe in that kind of like a Duclair-ish, the Verhage-ish kind of guy, maybe. Uh, but just Florida's so big and strong down the middle. I think they could use another speedy guy on the outside. And and also, like, Debrinket would help uh, a lot in the power play uh, as an outside yeah. guy. Uh, so I think that's de- definitely a fit, what they would have to give up maybe. Uh, curious. But uh, that's one that I'm I'm kind of keeping an eye on and hoping that it mo- did go somewhere. Just as I think uh, he'd be a good fit with the Panthers. I I do think an Alex Debrinkat uh, is probably a little bit more alluring around the league, uh, with Jonathan Marcheseau having won the Smythe. Yeah, yeah, definitely similar type players. Yeah, I mean, that, you also and I heard probably... I heard the emphasis there. Like, there's the fact that he has cat in his name. That should automatically add like some <laughs> level of weight to this this kind of a deal. Yeah, that's that's how Bill Zito needs to build this team. Combine Florida-born players with players with the word "cat" or some or, offshoot thereof in their name, or rat, or rat. True. Yeah, just any kind of pun-esque element to the name. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm just it, looking at the situation, and I'm I'm my Matthew Kachuk type trade senses are kind of tingling with all the one-year deals left for these like late 20s players Duclair Reinhardt Montour I would throw into this conversation but he's injured right now so I kind of doubt he's going to get moved you know I we know Bill Zito's made that kind of trade I wouldn't be surprised to see him do it again if he thinks that Alex Zabrinkit is the kind of player that warrants it nope agreed agreed completely and I think personally he is the kind of player that would warrant it. I think it'd be a good fit yeah. on a lot of different levels. And the kind of guy who, if you want, you know, as you said, you know, he's got the expiring deal. If you want to maybe give him an audition, say here, play with some pretty spectacular players and see what happens. You know, it's a good situation for anybody to come to Florida because you're going to play with good players. Yeah, I just don't think Ottawa deals him to the Panthers, a team they think they are as good as or maybe even better than. Again, that's what they think. Oh, um, their fans, rivals think, always that. Their fans um, think that. They don't the, necessarily. Don't care. Oh, uh, But just going to David's point and how Zito wants short-term contracts, uh, do you guys want to take a guess on how many skaters are under contract for next season? For the Panthers? Yeah. Uh, 16, right? No, how many skaters are under contract? You think they are? I'm sorry. Oh, going into 25. I'm sorry, going into 24 25. How many skaters are under contract? Okay, uh, let's see. I know what the major four expiring Saturday are. This was a quick guess, Jacob. I think it's four. (laughs) Close. So it's five. It's five skaters. There are five skaters under contract for the 24 25 season. Really? Barkov, Kachuk, Bennett, Verhage, 
Ekblad. And, and, and Ekblad. Oh. And, and Knight. I said skaters. Uh, Bob and you Knight. You said skaters. Yeah. yeah. I it's forgot five about skaters. Dalpy's technically one, but we don't expect him on the team. Like, he's an AHL guy. Zito is planning on going into the era of the expanded cap with a ton of room. I mean, he's going to have, right now, projected to have 35 million. Austin Matthews. <laughs> the issue, the negative, the downside of that is he's got to give a bunch of contracts out with the cap expanded. That's like, he's not going to be getting deals. Right. Uh, yeah. For hey, I'm not sorry for Montour, Forsling, like those guys are going to want to get paid and they deserve it. Yeah, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Uh, guys, we're out of time with David. Last last things we want to get from him before he uh, goes and mingles at the draft and gets more rumors that I'm sure he's going to tweet about. How many draft picks do the Calgary Flames end up with over the next two who, days? Who cares about the Calgary Flames? Here's <laughs> a real question. Um, gun to your head. Do we see a significant Panthers transaction tomorrow, yes or no? Tomorrow? Actually, let's do as tomorrow in, or Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow yes. or Thursday, let's say. Uh, I'll give you in the next few days, I gun to my head, I'd probably say, yeah, just based off of track rest, track history mm-hmm. and the fact that I haven't been hearing much, which makes me think that there's something – maybe going on just because there's nothing being said. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's just moves to be made. Yeah. And I just, the only, like the reason I keep hesitating is just because I don't know what the market is yet. Yeah. Like, there... Based off of what we're seeing from like Aiden Hill and the PLD trade and like based off of these things, it's going to be very interesting to see what Bill Zito can swing, but I wouldn't put anything past him. I just, the idea of a gun to my head kind of bothers me, but. You know, sorry. Okay, water super soaker to your head. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll take the super soaker shot every day, no doubt. Uh, Bring on the trades. Yeah, no. This these next five days are going to be absolute carnage. With, um, Jesus, these next few days are going to be absolute carnage. You got Calgary selling. You got Winnipeg selling. No one cares about Calgary, Alex. Um, you have (laughs) Toronto needing to make a decision with Nylander uh philadelphia selling i mean they just dumped chris hayes for an absolute song kevin Kevin hayes Hayes for an absolute song um honestly i wish panthers have been on that three and a half million for three years that's really good for not a position of need i get what you're saying i get what you're saying good deal but yeah but there's gonna be there's this is gonna be one of the more fun off seasons in the next uh that we've had in a while a lot of space to work with should be fun david my final question for you is what are the Panthers doing with pick number 63? Uh, I mean, probably BPA, uh, you know, depending on their draft board, it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see them go D just because uh, that might be a good spot. Just based off of like, I was looking at the the hockey news is uh, mock draft and there seems to be some good young defensemen uh, that may be available in that 60 to 70 range. Um, but not to just a little tease. I do have a story coming up in the next day. Yeah. Before the draft. So yeah, in the next day, um, that I was going to kind of get into some good some good picks that have come around when the Panthers have picked. So just to give some hope uh, and some some interest into these five late picks that the Panthers have as of now. Uh, there have been some good players that have been popped up that the Panthers have chosen over the years. So stay tuned to the hockey news. So Perfect segue yeah. to your plugs. Do them now, please. 
pluggage. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been just churning it out at the hockeynews.com slash Florida. Um, today, let's see, the schedule, Panther schedule came out today. We have that. I posted all the Panthers players who received votes for NHL awards. Uh, Paul Maurice got a shout out, a, Eric Stahl. <laughs> yeah. Eric Stahl. Jordan Miller break. accidentally voting for Eric instead of Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's that. It's really hard to accidentally vote in the, the way that we do the NHL awards just because you literally have to type every name out. You can't just like pick the wrong drop down or something. So that was that at least a brain fart is kind of an acceptable like when I saw it, I was like, really? So, you know, no knock on Eric Stahl. It's just like. Well, I mean, when it said Eric Stahl, Cal- uh, Carolina, it was kind of a dead giveaway. Oh, did it say Carolina? I yeah, didn't, he yeah. put Carolina. Oh, I okay. didn't notice that. So that's, yeah. I mean, you can, you can kind of say, okay. And if it's Gordon Miller, it's like, all right, you, you get you get a pass. You know, you, it's not like, you know, Dave's work makes that mistake. And it's like, oh, no ballot next year, Dave. It was <laughs> you that voted McDa- McDavid fifth, wasn't it? God no! I've got no. The ballots came out. We you guys got my name. No, in his David name. didn't put Connor McDavid on his front. No, on his I, heart I definitely gave Barkov some <laughs> some love for like the Lady Bing and Selkie and that stuff, just because I'm so impressed by what he does, even in a down year. He's just so frigging good when he's on his game. But no, I I didn't go too too deep into the homerish stuff this year. I didn't really have to. Everything was pretty pretty standard. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure I had uh McDavid first and Kachuk third. If I'm not mistaken, when I voted, um, Oof. you weren't even the one who put Kachuk second. No, I a lot of people did that. A lot of people did that. No, I, I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> to hear how many people, when we were talking about our votes after the fact, how many people did have Kachuk second yeah. at that point. So, yeah, maybe I should have for for sure. Maybe I was kind of a little hesitant being the the Homer guy earlier. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, if we were voting, you know, a month later as opposed to the end of the regular season, uh, I. I McDavid probably still wins, but uh, it probably would have been a lot closer. And yeah. I think Kachuk definitely would have been second at that point. But that's why the voting should be when it is. It's a regular season award. Yep, right. For sure. That's why I'm glad that the GM of the award was voted during the playoffs. So maybe Bill Zito's got a shot at winning. Oh, is that why they didn't announce that last night? Yes. No, that gets announced tomorrow at the draft. Mm. All right. Uh, David, we took way too much of your time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. He expected that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, rate us five stars at whatever hotel Dave is joining us at. So ho- <laughs> Holiday and Express, rate us five stars at HolidayandExpress.com. No, it's, a, it's a Hilton. Got to use points. Hil- okay, oh, so Hilton. you're not hanging out with Pil- Pitbull. You're not. He's not there. No. He's no, at the no, Holiday Inn. You know that. It, Everybody knows that. It's very boring at the Dwork Hotel Suite. Well, I, oh, he's I have got a, a feeling. Suite. Look at that humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a suite. So they're all suites. It's like a Homewood Suites or whatever they're called. Yeah, they're one of those extended stay things. Well, I'm here all week. I need a fridge. I need an iron. I, you know, true. I gotta... That's true. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Love Good it. night, oh, everybody. Watch out for the draft and free agency. We'll have one more episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have one more episode out before free agency uh, just to go over some of uh, some of our favorite targets. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Make sure you follow David and keep an eye out for his story uh, about pick number 63 and the rest of the Panthers picks in rounds four through seven uh, coming out soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Panthers.